everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Civ Show podcast. I'm your host, Moisas. And this is Nystagmus. We suck, so you don't have to. Uh, I'm never going to get tired of that, of that saying. <laughs> I actually used that on a Twitter post the other day. It's like, I need help in Civ 6. Can somebody help me? I'm like, hey, our motto is we suck, so you don't have to. We can help you. <laughs> Let's talk about your, your victory, though, dude. Congratulations, yeah. man. Finally, put one in the W column for the first time ever in hey, life. Hey, you have a win before me and Zoe. Like you're the you're the grand winner right now. Waited waited till season two to to show the true colors uh, of uh, my ability to win games. Huh? <laughs> you hustled you hustled us all. We all put money on me and Zoe. Then suddenly you, the low baller, <laughs> the gambler's choice, you win. Right? Yeah. Like damn, dude. Okay. Now honestly, there there was like a part of me. So there. When I saw when the game was the game was progressing and I saw it was just like crushing you guys in science, um, I got like scared that you guys were like letting me win. Like it was like, uh, I don't know. It was there was actually that thought crossed my mind a, a little bit that it was like, uh, oh, let's throw one to Nystagmus for the first time, man. He, he needs he needs to put one in the in the W column. But but yeah, it felt pretty good. I, I, I felt pretty good the entire game, actually, um, of my position. Got a little worried when I was when I spawned right next right next to you, but again, <laughs> you weren't that close to me. To be fair, you were like decently far away. I think it's because Russia just expands so much land. It has so much land that you thought you were closer to me than yeah. you actually were because you were pretty far. Now, I think I found out how I was able to be so efficient with my science that game, though, and I think it has to do with the starting age. Okay. Um. Because when you do build the districts, you get like you start off with um, the first building. Yeah, right. And yeah, um, and I actually played a game starting in the modern era just to test it out. And if you do that, you start off like it, it has a university and a library. Okay. Um, and so it's easier to get the cards in place to make one of or two of your cities really science um, producing. So like I said, like my capital in that game, like by the end of the game, I was producing 80 science in my capital alone, just, just in my capital. Um, and I barely needed to even do anything with campuses um, in my other cities. Um, and my capital would even have that much of a great adjacency bonus. Which is crazy how I had 80. Like how does yeah. that, how does it manage that? Did you have I, maybe both the, but like your citizens were working the the campus tiles like no the no I, and the university. I i just maximized my adjacency bonuses that got better as i started placing like my government district oh, um and and, okay. and and stuff like that and you get more adjacency bonuses when you put other specialty districts like districts next to it as well and so it was mm-hmm. basically like the center of all of them um and so i think that's how i was able to do it and to be honest i'm gonna gonna have a fess up a little bit here i'm not 100 sure i planned it that way i think it just was a happy accident um, um i do put some planning into where i put my districts and stuff but i don't think i planned it like to be that efficient even i was surprised by how efficient that was um, you you bob rossed it you, you made a yeah, happy little yeah. accident yeah, yeah just, I'm just gonna put a little bush right here just 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 no that's gonna be our little secret <laughs> no mistakes just happy little accidents it's okay no, you're, you're, you focus on science a lot, whereas Zoe and I, um, so I played Russia and I wanted, mm-hmm. I wanted to win a religious victory. That was kind of the goal. You right? almost did I it, man. To, like you were so I close. I did. Yeah. Uh, that's why I got like upset when one I city. thought Zoe had two turns. You were, because you were, I ended my turn. Yeah. yeah I was one, I, you're was, one city away. I don't know if it was one city. I don't know how it works. It's like it's kind of like city based, but it's also population based. Yeah, so it's, it's gotta strange. be. It's gotta be a majority of the cities and a majority of the population. 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a double whammy there. You have yeah. to satisfy both those equations. I still haven't figured it out. I still haven't figured out a religious victory. I don't know if I ever will. And I don't know if we'll ever see a religious victory on the Civ show. I know it was a gamble too, because as soon as I saw that, and then as soon as Zoe said it, I was like, yeah, you're right, man. He's going for this religious victory. Like He's trying to sneak it in. Um, um, and so... Yeah, that's what we, and I think you expect me to declare war on you, right? Like as soon as it happened, I was no, like, okay, that's it. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. It's got to happen. And then I killed both of your um, your apostles like right away. So, um, but that's why I kind of got salty when when I thought Zoe had two turns is because the way that a religious victory works is you need to convert all these cities, and at the end of that turn, if you do it, that's when you win. And so when I thought I ended my turn, and I saw you were going. I'm like, oh, Zoe ended his turn. And I saw that Zoe ended his turn too. So I'm like, oh, so no, he can't I think, get rid of his cities. No, right? I think I think in his in that turn, he's without regardless if it's me or you going, I think he's allowed to go backwards still. Like the usual. Yeah, thing. yeah. So And I think it just gets yeah, so weird. He, he can go during both of our he can go during both of our turns. And I think it's, it's just, just because strange. it was there's only three people. And so at any given time, two people can be at war. And I think that's where the where the 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 it seemed weird because in a game of like eight people if two people go to war then obviously everyone else is doing their dynamic turns still right and so it doesn't seem as um it, it doesn't seem as fishy if that happens right because obviously those people can still do the dynamic turns and not everything is over until everyone says it's over kind of thing because he has to end his turn too right so eventually the game will wait for him and so i think that's where it got all weird because there's only three of us yeah, and so in that segment where I declared war and I'm completing my turn, if he clicked back before I ended that turn, then he can do his turn still. And then if I end my turn, then it goes to you, right? Because the game probably thinks, oh, it probably doesn't mean anything, right? It doesn't mean anything if if you're able to go when he's going because he's still just finishing that turn. Yeah, so the, he started his turn during my turn, and then he ended his turn during your turn, which is, that's what threw me off, right? Yeah. That's what like, really threw and me off. I think the thing that messed it up was when I declared war, because I just randomly declared war, right? Like I No, that, you declared war on the turn before. So like we were we were on sequential turns yeah. when, when he did his thing. But yeah, it, it declares a victory when at the end of the turn. So when I converted almost all of his cities, and I converted all your cities, I'm like, oh, I, I think I won. Like, I think it's over. But then he was still moving, and he was started... Like inquisiting his city, I'm like I'm like his turn is done. I'm like, what? I don't understand. The thing I think that stopped you is you didn't actually convert my capital. Your capital had a lot of population. It would have been a lot. It would have taken a lot. That's why you didn't win, because you didn't actually convert the capital. You only you only took away my religion from the capital. It was un um unaligned when yeah, I declared I, war. I, if yeah, you if you were if you had I, enough of them tough. there to like completely convert it, I think you would have won. I think you revealed them though. I think that's why I suddenly just went because I don't think I was really, really ready yet. I wasn't sure if I was ready, but I think someone revealed them, and I think it was your boat. And yeah. I was like, "Crap, they see it." Okay, yeah. I just have to do it. I'm like, I just gotta go. So I just went, and I'm like, I don't even know if this is gonna work. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do it. I had like three missionaries on Zoe's side. I had an apostle as well over there. I had like a, an apostle per city on your side on the, uh, not not on the other continent just on the main continent i had an apostle on every city on your side so i almost had like a a, a, a religious person on every city and i'm like okay i'm ready i'm ready part of that was my fault like i didn't convert my cities on the other continent right they were unaligned yeah but that's population in cities that i didn't convert so the more cities you had on that continent 
the less, like the more I had to convert and I didn't even, I couldn't get there. No, I mean, is if I had them, if I took the time to actually convert the oh, cities, right? Right, um, right. It would have been like way harder for you to even come close. You came like, you came within a hair's, a hair's breadth of it. And then I just went for the score victory, which is, you know, it's not a super <laughs> satisfying victory, but when it's your first victory in the game, you know, I, I'd take it. <laughs> it's funny how we thought like, oh, for sure there's not going to be a score victory when we start in the uh, Renaissance era. No, mm-hmm. we ended the game pretty much in the same era we would have always ended. Uh, I guess Which is weird, part right? Of that, part of that was because we had a war for two hours, right? And it was Not a three-player war. It was a three-player yeah. war for two hours, whereas the yeah. other one was like a two-player war, and then finally went to like a three-player war. Uh, but I think we're. I think for this next game, we're gonna experiment with uh, simultaneous turns. Oh, that's gonna I think be. That's the idea. Like part of my French, I think that's gonna be a shit show. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's usually it's gonna be French. So is bad. the F word, but okay, whatever. <laughs> No, I, I mean, yes and no. So, like, yes, it's obviously going to be somebody with a, uh, kind of like an advantage. Uh, but if everyone's aware and you turn off auto unit cycling, then, like, you sh- everybody kind of has the same boat where somebody could click first. It could be you. It could so be my, uh, my StarCraft two uh, skills will come in, in handy. <laughs> during yeah, so, like, turns. if you're accurate with your mouse and you're quick and you can kind of, like, get your movements done really quickly, then, yeah, you're going to really, like, do well. So this is where Zoe, I think, falters and why he always was always against simultaneous turns. He used to have auto unit cycling on. And so it would always like put him to a unit really far away and he would always lose because it would never be in the battle. He wouldn't his camera would never be in the battle. And then Drek or myself would just start destroying his military before he could even react. Yeah. Now with that, that setting off, I feel like it'll be more fair. And we'll kind of we'll see we'll see how it goes. Like there's, I, I feel like someone's going to be salty by the end of the game next week, but because it's going to turn that's it into just the like, way that we're going to do it. And I, and I like auto circle on a little bit too, but I think we'll probably turn it off for that game. You turn it off, um, definitely turn it off. But yeah, it's going to be one of those weird things where it's like a turn based game is going to turn into like a quasi real time strategy game when war is declared, right? Yeah. Like, um, yeah, it's going to be weird, right? Yeah, it's it's going to be kind of weird. It that's that is what the CPL does. They do simultaneous turns, and so like, it it's not an uncommon thing. Apparently, uh, like unless you're casually playing, like 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 you would offline with a friend, um, most people do simultaneous turns. Okay. Is from is is what I understand because people aren't patient enough to like kind of just wait the five, ten, fifteen, twenty minute turns. Sometimes people take, especially in the later ages. For, for people to just finally so I guess get then things going. People would prioritize the military units in a simultaneous turn matchup and then do the management stuff after all the units have already moved and you can't do anything about them anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, we don't have a turn timer, so like you can you can still do everything. So where it gets really crazy is when you have a turn timer, like three minutes, for example, and it's simultaneous turns because then you have to prioritize what am I moving and hmm. what am I building? Because I remember like you sometimes didn't get to your cities and you wouldn't be producing anything because you just didn't get there in time because you kept cycling through your units and you just never got there and you didn't realize that your city was finished building something. That's not go too close just not to CPL anything. though. So yeah, we'll, we'll do no, simultaneous turns. No that- term timer though. <laughs> it's something that we used to do right it was something that we used to do in terms of war is that we had 
it wasn't simultaneous turns, but we did turn timers. And even with just turn like a three a standard three minute turn timer, you still get to that point. So then with with the turn timer, suddenly it becomes how many cities can I manage without going over the three minutes? Because if when you have like five, six, seven cities, suddenly that three minute turn timer feels like it's two seconds. And mm. you can't you can't you can't satisfy three minutes so then you're like okay i have too many cities and so now your game revolves around i can only have six cities and now i need to focus on whatever right it just turns into a different game i, I don't know i know you've never had experience with it and it's kind of weird and i'm yeah. kind of putting you on a spot here but like it's strange it's really really strange i want to go back to your strategy and kind of like our our strategy last game you focused on science whereas i focused on religion i didn't have a single campus i didn't have one campus and that's why i complained about oh i don't have enough population Mm -hmm. to build another district because i wanted to build a campus i finished that game still in the renaissance era I had oh, wow, one tech pretty, left in the Renaissance. That's pretty era. bad. Because I know bad. I know you're doing really good defense in our war, but and I get why you do science all the time, because even though, you know, really the difference only pans out near the end of the game, right? Because I was building tanks by the end of the game. Yeah. And right? I would and by that time, by that time I would have steamrolled you. Right. Oh yeah. Like, 100%. Um and so I had artillery, I had uh battleships being built, and I had uh tanks being built. Battleships, um, I didn't really have any coastal cities. I know, I but it, so like, um, just in case, like, you know, Zoe decided to, you know, because I, because, you know, it was you near had the a, end of the you game. You had a military right? alliance. I saw you guys had a military alliance. And so that, that also kind of sucked because I feel like if you picked any other alliance, I would have been okay. But I noticed that plus four sometimes was the difference maker between like me winning and you winning. That, ugh. I mean, well played by you guys, yeah. but um, and so because <laughs> uh, yeah, you have good defense, right? Even though you're out, like even though your units were technically outclassed, and they were going to get even more outclassed as the war went on, just because I was so far ahead of you in tech. Um, um, that's what kind of made the difference. Also, um, th- even though I had more cities than you, I was really only able to produce military units from the four on the same continent, and so I outproduced mm-hmm. you mainly because the tech I had allowed me. Um, and also my population. I had I had um, industrial um, uh, districts in all my cities. I had industrial districts too. Yeah, that I prioritized that over campuses. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and so like I I think I averaged fifty production in all my cities on the continent. That's roughly what I had too. I yeah, I don't know why we were about the same. Maybe it's just that Lineros are just cheap. Basically, <laughs> that's why. Because I was just they're not cheaper than their replacement. It's just like yeah, yeah. I think you just had good production. Yeah, because I was building Lineros in like two turns, two turns, three turns. Yeah, three turns. Like if you have fifty, I think they're about, I think they're around two hundred. Yeah, around uh, that. Uh, like one eighty or something. Yeah, I don't know how. Like, well, see, I think the the, the production value that they give on like Civ fanatics, uh, that or the Civ wiki, that is like in standard speed. So online speed is reduced. I think it's yeah. halved. And so, like, I think it said like three hundred. So yeah, maybe it's one fifty. Yeah, one fifty around because yeah. it is it is half because it's because it's two fifty turns versus five hundred turns, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. Um, although in the modern era, because I did a game in the modern era, right? Um, just to test it out, and this is how I found out. Um, you know, spoilers for later on in the podcast about the game next week. Um, we'll have some logistical difficulties. Um, uh, is I decided to trade on online turn. You start at like turn, uh, one hundred and something. 
one um, like 75 yeah. probably and by the way 250 um i don't know why it does this but um when you start in the modern era every city that you have you get start with three settlers it gives you a a trader but you don't have any districts that increase it did that your- last game too. It did last game <laughs> and, so, too. <laughs> and so you don't have anything to trade with because you don't have a trade you don't have trade capacity yet oh that's and what so, you mean oh that's funny yeah um and so i had i had traders sleeping for like <laughs> for like um <laughs> and i think the thing that slows down is when you start in the modern era it doesn't change how the technologies that you already are trying to research what they cost and like when you first start off they all cost like it's gonna be like 120 turns before you get it but you haven't built your campuses yet. You haven't built um, um, anything else. Yeah, you have like, like two sides per turn. Yeah, yeah it's, it's gonna take forever. Um, and so yeah, but uh, but yeah, uh, it it is kind of weird when you start it in not the non ancient era. It it get, it's kind of screwy actually. Yeah, it's like it's like if you don't build the district in your first city, like that part of your civilization just gets demolished. So like like I didn't have a campus, right? Which I think not having a campus. If we start in the ancient era, would have been fine because that could have caught up easily. Mm-hmm. But not having a campus in the Renaissance and industrial and modern era, that's where it gets really tricky, and that's right. That was part of the crumble. Going back to like the strategy, um, and you know, I always focus on science. That's like every game, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And economy, I always like that. And by the by the end of the game, though, I was making so much money, I was just buying stuff by the end of the game. Um, oh, must be must be nice. Must be but, nice. Yeah. Um, it's really cool when like when I had 150 science and you guys, I think we're still below 50 each, right? I had um, 30 the whole game. <laughs> and it allowed me actually, after I found out, I actually just stopped worrying about it because I was like, Oh, even if they come close to me, I'll start building campuses again and, and just push out ahead again. Um, and so, and especially when I had the gap, I think at the highest gap, I was 14 techs ahead of you and mm-hmm. I was 10 techs ahead of Zoe. And I kept an eye on that. If it, I, my basic threshold was if I was eight techs, uh, if I went down to eight techs as the gap, I would start building campuses again. Um, and then when you don't have to worry about science anymore, I was like focusing on maximizing my production, maximizing my um, trade routes to make sure I can like um, do the math to try to get as much gold out of my trade routes as much as I could, and then focus on growing my cities. That's why I'm like, um, um, Bogata was like, I think it was almost 20 by the end of the game. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I was I was wow. yeah. I, I, overall it was a good well-rounded game on my part, I think. I had a well-rounded strategy. Um I think the only thing I I lack is I went in there, I always go science and I'm building wonders. And oh yeah, that's the reason my score was pumping up because I was like, yeah, oh, I don't, wonders, I don't have to worry yeah. about uh science anymore, so I just started pumping out wonders. Um and then I also got like a lot of diplomatic points simply because of um I was cesarean of like all the city states by myself for like half the game. Um, and so I, when I told you guys the first game, when Zoe won, my, my first, like, oh, I should have like actually gone to that continent and, t- and colonized it as soon as I could. That's what I did. I built three cities and then I immediately started colonizing the other side of the planet. Yeah, like you're my, the only one who had cities on the other continent. Um, Zoe built one at the end of the game. Oh, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, so... And so I had cities on the other side of the continent all by themselves. And so they didn't have to build like military units or anything like that. There were barely any barbarians there too. I think they're I, just like your economy, economy cities, essentially they yeah. make you money, make you science, make you culture. Yeah. Yeah. And so huh. I just, I was making 300, 400 gold per turn most of the time. Um, and I didn't even have to worry about like getting, and I was a golden age, like the most of the game. Um, and so 
I didn't have to worry about very much um, in, in ways of that. And then, yeah, that was a well-rounded game on my part. I was pretty proud of that yeah. game. <laughs> part of my strategy was, I'm like, okay, I'll, I will fall behind in science, but I was hoping to use their ability where um, when I'm behind in techs to then trade with somebody who's ahead of me and kind which of catch up or me, not right? have to build science, yeah, which would be you. So I prioritized um, the way I was researching. I just went down kind of like one path. Normally I kind of like even it out and I kind of get a bunch, but since I knew it, it counted per tech I was behind, so I just went in one route so that it was the least amount of text that I researched, but it was still getting me further ahead. So that military, so like field cannons, right? Mm-hmm. For example, I know I got them at the end of the game, but I, like, that, that's the example. Like I just go down one, one tree and I'm like, okay, I'll trade with whoever is ahead of me and I'll kind of catch up in science that way. And that's how I'll build my science. It's not enough of a boost to rely on. Don't do it. I don't, I don't rely on it. Um, it's, it's only really good to kind of like maintain and not be last place it might be better if there's like eight players and you just like i don't want to be last place in science but it's mm-hmm. not good with three players and these three players are hunting down your neck so <laughs> that's not it's not, it's not a strategy that way so it'll be interesting when when they get ranked uh in the second part of this podcast mm-hmm. where they're gonna be because i still don't really know a lot of people are saying that they're s tier and a lot of people are saying that they're like a tier or at least s tier and i'm like i don't Speaking know of that, like it's tough the most surprising thing of that entire game was we played a game where two civs had a bias towards tundra and i was wondering if the game would just start you both on opposite sides so like one on the north it, it, side. it, it did it did but yeah but he but the game clearly gave the advantage to canada because he was like deep in tundra whereas you were pretty far away from it actually like you i had technically like two tiles of tundra there was like two tiles of tundra north and like i couldn't and i always thought that the it. russian bias for tundra was strongest because it's like it's basically their whole their whole shtick right like they have a defensive bonus from blizzards they they get like extra faith from it they get all like it's basically like their whole thing yeah right yeah, the whole, um, yeah. whereas canada's tundra isn't really as impressive Right? Not like right away. Not not right away, but in, I'm in the early game, right? And so like obviously Canada's better moving towards Tundra by the end of the game, whereas Russia relies on Tundra for the early game too. Because it makes it so that no one competes with them for Tundra because like no one really cares about it other than Russia, right? And so, yeah, I just thought that was weird. I thought that the game kind of screwed you over a little bit <laughs> with the spawning location. Yeah, I was worried. I was worried I wasn't going to get the Pantheon to prevent Zoe from getting the Tundra. I did. I got the Pantheon, but then he got work ethics. So it was the tra- he built two city projects. The city project that gives you great profits. Mm-hmm. He built that twice, and he got a great profit before so he I just, did. He just raced for a religion, basically. Yeah, he raced for. I was. I mean, I had the same idea, but I kind of i was an idiot i forgot my own plan and i didn't do that project whereas he did um so he got the religion before i did not that it would have mattered maybe like i would have gotten a little bit more production Mm -hmm. and like it would have been okay but in the end it still would have i still would have lost uh the the follower the beliefs i chose were not good either i chose relic queries the one that gives you like triple the relic output that wasn't a good idea um i thought i would because i did eventually build the thing that all my apostles will get a relic if they lose in theological combat nobody was having theological combat with me it didn't matter i i don't know why i went that route it was kind of a risk um i understand stood that but i'm like i'll i'll take the risk looking back at it i'll probably never do that again i should have just chose better beliefs and i think choosing those better beliefs would have 
would have been more advantageous to my possible religious victory. So part of my lack of religious victory was not choosing the right beliefs and also just the lack of knowledge of trying to spread your religion in a passive way where nobody cares. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest part. You got Because that surprise attack is the only way that I know we will win in any sort of religious victory here on the on the Civ show. Uh, on that note, let's take a bit of a break. And when we come back, we're going to rank Russia and we're going to be talking about the new update for the Ethiopian update. Uh, we're gonna be, there's so much in this pack to unpack. Yeah, that's a, weird a lot to unpack here. <laughs> expression. Yeah, a lot to unpack. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Civ Show podcast. We suck, so you don't have to. Let's play a little bit of a game, and it's called Rank That Civ. <laughs> I should have music for that. That'd be that'd be cool. That'd be cool. We all agree we're just not going to play the whole let's rank Grand Columbia again. Let's just leave that alone. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah they're, we're going yeah, to yeah. not rank <laughs> Grand Columbia. We're also not going to rank Canada, too, because we ranked them last week as well. So I think a refresher, it's going to be probably in the exact same place. Yeah. Um, but... Here is Russia, and here is Peter the Great, and we're going to be ranking him. I have a weird, weird debate in my head about where the heck to rank these guys. Every time I see them on a tier list, they're at S tier. Every time I, t- I talk to somebody about Russia and where they should rank, they're in S tier, or at least A tier. When I played them, um, I felt their strengths. Don't get me wrong. I felt their strengths. Maybe part of... of there's reason is that we started in the Renaissance era and not the ancient era. And there wasn't any time to, to ramp up. Mm. Maybe that kind of caused it. I like, I felt their imp. Like I had four cities, but I, I took over half the continent with my land with the, with the, with the great people that I used that expanded the borders as well as just like the high culture that I had and the, just Russia having eight additional tiles whenever they settle a city. I felt that that was great. Right. I think that's probably one of the strongest parts of their civilization. That and the Lavra. The Lavra is incredible. Um, it costs half the production, so you can get, and it produces two great profit points instead of one, so you can get almost guarantee yourself the first religion. Um, Zoe made a smart move and did two city projects to get the great profit before me. So kudos to him, and not kudos to me because I'm a moron, but they're almost guaranteed the first. Uh, religion in the game at least in a, in a multiplayer setting in a single player setting they cheat so whatever um that part's fantastic their unique unit never got to use them so i honestly don't know but from what i understand about the unit uh it it sounds good like you can attack and move at the same time so you can attack and then and then retreat so if you know that you're gonna die uh, or you know you're gonna be low after an attack you can just attack and then retreat kind of like Grand Colombia's advantage where they can promote and heal and then attack, right? So they have kind of that advantage as well. So I, I feel like with like with a large army of, of um, I think they're called Cossacks or Cossacks. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, with a large army of those as well as some uh, ranged in, in melee to take out the spe- spearmen um, or the anti-cavalry, uh, that would be a really, really good Russian army to go across the land and, and wipe out your, your opponents. Their the fact that they're immune to blizzards was is it's was probably very good, but I would never know because I never spawned in tundra. So like that's sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like one of those saves where I it relies on the land 
spawns in and again for the second time in a row didn't get it <laughs> i just have this bias apparently that like whenever a sieve relies on something it never gets it i'm gonna i'm gonna play like indonesia one day and i'm gonna spawn in the middle of, of the land in the middle of a continent <laughs> yeah and, and then there's like one lake tile beside me i'm like yeah. great yeah that's fantastic hey technically near water you're near water that's what the bias yeah, is <laughs> exactly yeah exactly um so for me you know for me like I understand if you rank Russia as S tier. I understand if you rank Russia as A tier. I get it. For me personally, I don't know how to play this sieve. I don't know how to how to prioritize religion as a number one thing over everything else. I can't do it. I couldn't do it when I was playing Keimer and, and they have a religious um, focused Strength, civilization. Yeah. I couldn't do it with Russia. I couldn't get a religious one. I was close, but I didn't get it, right? And so like for me... I can't rank Russia that high. I can't rank them at S tier or A tier. I can, you can argue with me and you can probably convince me. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But for this particular game, the fact that we started in the Renaissance era, the fact that uh, it was, it was Terra, um, just all of these things combined for me, I would, I would put them in B. Like they're not, they're okay. Like, like I said, you can, you can convince me that they're S or A tier. That's fine. Right, I'm not yeah, gonna argue and, with you. And I guess I don't know. If there's much of a conversation to have there if if you're if you're not gonna argue. Like, I know we're not gonna argue the point, right? Because I, I would argue that um, they are at least an A or S tier, to be honest. And and some I, of the, and I would probably agree yeah, with you. Um, uh, they're one of their biggest strengths. Like that that extra land you get is like huge. It, it's you can you can land steal like a crazy person you know what yeah um, okay i'll put i'll put them at a i think i i i do agree with the, yeah i'll put them at a i agree with that it's and as we get to like the logistics of like what next week's game's supposed to be um um that like that broke the game right when i played it right uh, <laughs> yeah no i'll put them at a um yeah. yeah and so just that alone is like huge um, the fact that they get so much extra land simply from settling their cities. So, you know, um, um, I, that's why I would argue at least a tier at, at least a tier they have to be. Yeah. I, yeah. I, just, I think I just put, I played them wrong. And the fact that we started in Renaissance era. So, uh, where would you rank in your opinion, Peter, the great in Russia, Peter, the great in Russia. Um, they're definitely in the, I'd say in the, the, at least a, um, the pretty fantastic sieve. Uh, although I don't know what you were doing with them, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Either. You still, don't you know still, either. you still gotta have science, man. Like, man, it was, a, it, it, like, was a, it was a, it was an all in play. Uh, I'm sure Nostanguis uh, is familiar with this term in Starcraft. It's just an, it was an all in. Like, I'm gonna win with this, or I'm gonna lose with it. And I just, I have to do it. Which the only bad thing about StarCraft 2 when people do that is that they still play out the game. Like they don't get the whole all-in thing, which is the all-in is you either win or you lost basically, right? And then they still like, oh, maybe I can turn it around. I'm like, no, you lost. You lost in the all-in. That's like <laughs> you, you came close. You, um, you know, you converted um, surprisingly quickly. You even, even with all of my inquisition. Um, you converted my civilization pretty quickly. Uh, although I had two cities that you didn't end up being able to convert, but you got like three of them. Uh, and I only had five, right. And you only have to get three. 
Um, one of them, though, and I think it was this one turn that you came so close because one of them you only reduced to neutral. Uh, and then it looked like Nystagmus's, you converted all of them. Uh, but they didn't last that, that after that one turn. I was able to remove it from mine. I think Nystagmus got it out of his. And then that's um, when I started complaining that you went twice in a row. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we talked we talked about that. It's 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 fine. Yeah. Well, and I I took um anticipating religious battle. I took that my my uh, faith doesn't decrease when I lose a religious battle. So that was working against you too. That might have made all the difference too. I if, only really killed maybe one or t- maybe two of your mis- missionaries if that. I mean, maybe. I didn't really you didn't really use it to its full strength, I don't think. If you had pulled off, yeah, I think first of all, starting in the Renaissance, you skip so much. There's yeah. so much you miss. By that time, you should be way bigger than you are, and it takes time to build up. Um, so that was problematic. And if you had was able to get, uh, if you were able to get work ethic um, with the Aurora, then I think that would have been. I a didn't very have any tundra game. though. It wouldn't have mattered. I had your one. St. Peter's looked like it had tons of tundra. I had two. There was only two tiles of tundra up north and i didn't it, it wasn't even my land because in my mm. opinion I'm like it's not even worth me getting it's just useless was it worth the sabotage yeah it was worth the sabotage 100 because then i saw your land and you had a ton of tundra ton of tundra Tons. I, had a ton of, I had a ton of tundra i feel like if rush if russia or canada is in any game you just need to, to be fair you know according to the civ developers that's all canada is it's just empty tundra we all live in igloos <laughs> and yet we we don't have you know, immunity to Blizzard. So if you're, if you're going to stereotype, at least give us immunity to we, Blizzard. We, no, we'll give it to Russia. We, we play hockey <laughs> and drink lots of beer. I'm surprised yes. like a brewery isn't like one of those special units or special districts either. They can just build or like, beer. Yeah, they get better farms on wheat or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that would have been funny. So let's move on to the exciting part of the podcast, which is the uh, the new update the that's going to be dropping on tomorrow. Um, tomorrow, if you're watching this live, by the it's way, it's a pretty di- big one. It's a pretty big one. So let's start with Ethiopia. So I know I just ranted about how I don't really understand religious civs, but I I think this one might be different because just by focusing on religion, you can still keep up with science and culture, and you can buy. Um, specifically, I noticed it was specifically the archaeological museum with faith. Mm-hmm. Only that, only that building. And then you can purchase archaeologists with faith, which you could do anyway. Um, so I feel like Ethiopia might be the faith sieve that I actually understand. I don't know how you guys feel about Ethiopia, if you're excited about it. Um, I definitely think they're going to be pretty interesting to play. Um, but, let him go. I'll let him go. But. I don't know. Someone's making faces at me, so I'm making faces at you. You know I'm about to d- disagree with you. Um, okay, but no, go on, Nystagmus. Uh, uh, well, I, I, like, well, as we will find out, right? Um, I think they're going to be like pretty interesting, at least to to say the least, because like even though they're they seem to be faith focused, but like their their special unit um, is pretty militaristic as well, right? It's pretty pretty powerful unit. The only thing I wonder is if they're going to be one of those other sibs that are highly geographically, because um, um, most of their bonuses come from needing hills, right? Hills is so common. Hills are common enough. Like you can have like one hill, and as long as this that city's settled on that one hill, you get 
so many well, bonuses. Their military unit requires to be on hills to get their combat bonus, right? And so you're going to need to pick your battles wisely. And they might be more of a defensive unit. Like you get a place with a bunch of hills and kind of build a defensive perimeter there with them because outside of that context, they're not really all that great of a unit, right? On the hills, they're great. But off the hills, they're just like another standard cavalry unit. So I, I don't I don't know the exact numbers because I didn't write them down, but I, I wrote down that they were stronger and they have a greater sight range than the Corsair that it replaces. So I don't know if that's only stronger on hills or if it's stronger in general and also stronger on hills. So it could still be a good unit, potentially. Yeah, it, um, melee strength 46 and... Uh, I mean, plus four on hills, and it's faster. It's faster on hills. So my bad. Yeah, yeah. it has nothing to do with combat it strength on hills. It's just, it's just no faster. movement penalty. Okay, yeah. never mind then. I, I, I retract what I said. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm always excited for a new sieve, but reviewing um, their abilities in aggregate, uh, I don't know. I, they, they kind of give me the feel of, of an African Poland. Um, it's just okay. too many abilities and it doesn't seem focused enough. Trade, really? culture, religion, what? science. It's, uh, they, they can do a little bit of everything, but I just, I don't, I don't think it's focused enough. Um, you know, being able to buy purchase archeologists and so like, okay, great. So that sounds like culture. A lot of their stuff sounds like it's faith. But uh, it's with you faith. know, the, 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 the well, yeah, you can everything's purchase. evolved around faith. Sure. So you can use the faith as a currency and buy yourself uh, so th- to help with the culture. But like, I don't know that the leader ability, council of ministers, culture and science, it's culture, it's science, it's trade. Whenever I see this, this is kind of like Poland was like, oh, wow, they can do a lot with all of these different things. I feel that it, it ultimately lacks focus. Uh, disagree. I think it ultimately lacks lacks focus because all of their all of their three of the four the fourth being the the units this doesn't really count so three of the three abilities how revolve around faith yeah you receive science and culture sure but you receive science and culture from the faith that you output specifically from the faith you output so if you just focus on faith then that entire ability takes off right that so you, when you build these rock hewn churches around hills and, and mountains you get more faith per turn that's more science and culture naturally by just building faith so when i if you played the same way that i played russia that last game and just built um these holy sites and prioritize where you put them right you, just by having this faith and just by having like missionaries and stuff like that you're you are getting um you're getting 15 percent of that to science and culture so if you build uh, like if you if you focus on just the the very religious buildings in in your religion so you have the one that when you build it it gives you plus four and then it gives you plus one per era it survives that will give you science and culture as well right just by just by having more faith so you don't have to get like the uh the whatever the science building is and whatever the culture the intrinsic culture thing follower beliefs because you can just do it with faith right and the trade route is just like a little bonus that you know everybody has trade routes everybody usually focuses on on economy in some way or another so if you do do those trades here here's a little bit more faith that you get for your trade routes which also turns into science and culture right Mm -hmm. everything turns into science and culture and their their special um late in the late game 
um, what's going to happen is you're going to build all these like special districts that they have. And then you get tourism after your research flight, right? So you're going to get this massive boost of tourism for a culture victory in the late game. Yeah, from the, the rock hewn churches also also provide tourism. Yes. After your research flight. Like, obviously, sure. this will be a sieve like Russia. And, like, and just like Nystagna said, that some dependency on terrain and it'll likely start hilly. It'll always be that there's there's hills and um, and what have you around. That's good for defense. Not so great if you're needing to attack people who don't have hills because um, it looks like a lot of their combat bonuses are even still on hills. Founding a city on a hill is not that difficult. It's not at all. Um, but this this looks like, I don't know, when I look at their unique improvement, I think tightly clustered, lots of, almost like the Mayans. Like you want your cities uh, closer together to benefit from... Um, you know the the uh, the Rockune uh, church church. Um, I think I saw there was an adjacency bonus somewhere in here too. So they get they get um, per hill and mountain. That's right. plus one faith per turn they get. So if you build it uh, surrounded by hills and mountains, then you get a ton of faith per turn from that one church, and they can't be built next to each other. So they, you need to have like one space between every church. I don't know. Well, I guess I guess time will tell. Um, I don't know. Just when I'm when I'm reading this, it just seemed to, it seemed to me to be a little bit like like Poland in its um, having lots and lots of powers is cool, but I don't know. I, but I just, everything revolves around faith. It's not it's not like Poland where like you have a building that does the, the, you have your building does culture and your ability does does trade and your uh, leader ability does something else. Like it's not like three completely different uh, branches here. It's one branch, faith, and then by focusing on faith, you have little leaves that are just little bonuses. Like hey, now you get a little bit of science and you get a little bit of culture. So you can build maybe one or two less campuses or one or two less theater squares. And, and and build more holy sites, get more faith. You have more missionaries. You have more apostles. You have more followers. You have more everything. Like if you're if you choose the faith that gives you more gold per five followers or whatever, and you start converting your cities and maybe some city states and maybe a little bit of like adjacent opponents that don't have religions, suddenly your 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 civilization's booming. Like you you got a good civilization in front of you now. What when I didn't see when do they actually get? Do they get it right from the beginning, or what do they have to research to the Rockune Church? I there's no word on that, at least from what I understand. That's going to matter as well. If if I get it, if you can get it early, if you get it when you get um you know something like um astrology or like one of the first okay, all right, I could see that. If it's something you don't get it till later, I don't know. Like it's. I'm always skeptical with the builder ones because it's not like it's a new it's not like it's replacing a district or anything like that. That's eating up other things that that might be useful. Um, and I agree like, with you there. Yeah. OK. Now, the other good thing is that it can never be destroyed by natural resor- uh natural disasters. It can't be destroyed by natural disasters. You still pillage it. And I, I think anything that they say build beside a volcano. Yeah, you better give it that it 
Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, if, yeah. if that's the requirement. Um, plus one faith, like, I don't know. Naturally. Ooh. Just that's the natural. But the, 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 the good is when it's adjacent to mountains or hills. Yeah, you'll get a JCC bonus. It's just, it seems to me like a glorified big head that you'd get from the um, one oh, of the, the city head? states. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm skeptical. I like anything to involve trade, so it's cool. You know, giving um, trade routes provide 0.5 uh, for each resource in the origin city. So you know, if your average city has what maybe six to eight resources. You're getting uh, three to three to four extra faith. Um, so perhaps with the right buildings built, you know, if you, if you can buy military units with your faith, um, so it's 0.5 per resource, but then as soon as you improve the resource, that 0.5 turns to one, like any, any sieve that, uh, religious victory is like the way to go. They have to have a fallback because I find most of them, none of them are going to you're not going to be guaranteed. So this one, I don't know, just with the mix of trade and culture and science, eh, I'd rather just do almost like focus on one of them and just be really, really good at that. Yeah. Focus on faith. That's it. And I feel like it's really good at that. It's, it's focused on faith, but then the trade is, is gold. The, the, the archeologists is tourism and culture. Um, I guess, with the right combination of civics, you could do some pretty wondrous things. Um, I guess if, especially like with relics or something like that, you know, if you take triple yield and uh, build the wonder that gives all of your apostles that when they die, you get a relic, uh, your tourism can explode and then add into it your archaeology and stuff like that. I guess. Uh, if you do indeed, though, get that little building early on. Okay, fantastic. Um, I usually find that a lot of the builder ones, you don't get early enough. You don't get them fast enough to matter. I would imagine the latest you'll get it is when you get the temple. I I feel like that's the latest you would get it. It's called a rock hewn church. Like when do you build rock churches early on? Right. Like that, like, right. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And then, okay. So let's even just crunch a couple numbers here. Okay. So Ethiopian cities, Founded on hills, receive science and culture outposts equal to 15%. I don't like it when that's old sieve to me, like a uh, sieve before uh, gathering storm. So, so every they, 10, they, so for every 10 faith per turn, you get 1.5 of each. For every, yeah. So um, if you start and get Aurora or desert or the, uh, the um, there's the desert jungle, and then there's jungle. the rainforest. Yeah. Okay. Uh, adjacency bonus okay that though lends again to nystagmus's problem of it being um terrain specific and then that specific pantheon specific um you know to ramp that faith up this though lends me to believe that that the that bonus building must be early on uh for this to matter for that 15 percent to matter uh for for the culture and the and the science um and then plus four combat strength for all units fighting on hills. Okay, that, again, as, assuming that the civilization is set up that they'll be always surrounded by hills. Okay, I don't know. I just, when it's an output based on an, like an, an equation like that, based on your, your, obviously you have to have a big faith output and you're going to do everything you can to have a big faith output. I guess, let's see. Let's see. If let's you're see. in hills, you're not building 
farms. If you're surrounded by hills, you don't have a lot of farms until civic engineering. Yeah. This, I don't know, this tells me that if the city, def- if this is a civilization that defaults in hilly environments, you're going to have population problems. Um, and uh, you're going to need to figure out ways to get your, your population up. If you can't get your population up, you're not getting your districts. If you're not getting your districts, that percentage to science and culture isn't going to matter. There's always uh, there's always domestic trade routes to get your population up. Sure, but I need. I, I'm just. I'm li- just I'm listen just, to all just of these stacking <laughs> contingencies, right? Like I need to have that. I've got my religious site. I need to have my campus to get the science bonus for the percentage to matter. I need to have a culture thing, uh, monuments and things to generate cult- to make that percentage matter. A, you don't, wait, 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 you don't. You don't need a campus. You well, you if you want the bonus to science. All right, it's a fifteen percent bonus. To, well, what's generating my no, science? No, 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 no. It's whatever your faith output is. Oh, and that right, right, right. Translates okay, to becomes science. still you want it to if you want it to be an actual bonus. This has to be in a in, a, in addition to my campus. I get this this faith bonus. I'm not going to rely oh, on that. So I can't rely fifteen okay, percent okay. of my faith I output. Okay, I can't so rely see, on that. We for, see it differently then. We see re- it differently for my for my research. You're saying don't build campuses. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you don't have to build as many. So I'm not saying that I'm not saying that they are going to excel in science. I'm saying that they can keep up easier. You can keep up and and not have to worry about it as much like what I did for our game last week, which is I made one of my cities like super science efficient and I didn't have to worry about like again, one of my cities made 80 science per turn. With this, with this Ethiopia's ability, I could easily do that for a city and keep up in science. In religious games, I'm happy if I have a hundred faith a turn, hundred fifty. That, that's pretty turn. easy to achieve, okay. though. A hundred faith well, you can achieve in, in like the medieval yeah, era with the right things. You could get yeah, okay, or even if it's two hundred, okay. Um, I don't know, a hundred, and you get fifteen science and fifteen culture. It's a nice little bonus, but that's a lot of work I have to do to get that. That faith. that's a lot of focus of my empire to get that faith. Fair. I don't. I get it though. I if the rest of the bonus is all about accumulating faith, this is like icing on the cake, I suppose. Uh, and we'll see. We'll see. And I didn't. I'm sorry, Nostagus. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I I know. I, I just think it's interesting because it seems like the way that it's built or that the civilization is built is for efficiency, right? Like it's made for you can make um, these other like culture and science things more efficient in the city or in specific cities. So you can choose like founding cities where I found this city on a hill. This is going to be one of my, my culture in uh, producing cities. And then this other city on a hill is going to be one of my science producing cities. It could be a little bit more efficient with where you're producing these, these various things. Right. Um, you know, cause the other option is for a lot of other civilizations that don't have any of these bonuses, what do you do? You spam campuses. Well, that's still in the, mm-hmm. er, in the early game. That still takes up a district that you may not have as much flexibility. Whereas if I can choose not to need to build a campus one, it also allows me to like not like run for mountains to look for adjacency bonuses for my campuses. Right. It allows me to be a little bit more efficient in where I can put my cities um, and flexible and allows me to be flexible, too. Um, and then the other part is that um, um, you know, I don't have to necessarily worry about keeping up right in science and 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 I can use these districts for other things. So for example, even though it says it's faith focused, if it allows you to be efficient in gaining culture or science, it allows you to focus on something else. So like I can build more commercial districts than usual, right? Because I'm not eating up a district for a campus or a, um, a drama square. 
um, um, like a uh, theater square, theater, theater square, whatever, um, <laughs> square. whatever. Uh, and so, um, that allows, that allows for a little bit of specialization. Right. And, and so if you play it well, you can make like three cities, like your major producing cities for each, each of the major things that you need. And then basically just build your economy, which is the, and the reason why I'm just coming off my, my win last week. That's what I did with Grand Columbia. The, my, it, basically if you took over like almost all of my cities, my science wouldn't have budged. Right. Like you, if you took over all my cities on the other continent, I still would have made over a hundred science per turn. Right. And so it allows you to absorb losses as well, as long as you protect the core cities, right? So, but it also, it, right? And so you can give the impression that you're dealing a ton of damage to me, but I didn't really lose anything yet. Like another civilization, this one reminds me of is kind of Scotland, um, where again, what Scott has, a, it's a percentage bonus and it's based on a specific, like for Scotland is happiness. As long as your cities are happy, you get that extra bonus. And that's across now, at least with that, that's everything. That's your production. That's your gold. That's your that's everything. Um, this one here, I think the 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 pressing thing will be if you want to benefit from its trade routes, you're going to be needing to spend districts in every every city you have should have a can't or sorry, a um, a commercial hub or a harbor, which is fine in itself. I love gold. Gold's great. Um, this sort of replacement effect though, you're, you're like, I don't know, you'd still want to build, uh, you'd still want to build your, um, your drama hub. You still want your, your culture hub. You still want to build your Like, especially if you're going to get archeologists, like in order to do that, I have to have actually built my culture hubs, right? Which of course now the name's escaping me. Uh, theater square. <laughs> theater square. Um, it just doesn't seem like a big enough bonus, I guess. And I guess we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I think you're going to need to get your faith in like the 300 per turn to make up for that you're not building the other districts. And because it doesn't, it doesn't have anything. You know, you're you're going to be very limited to build your districts because of the population limitation that hills bring. Um, so, I you know what? I'm probably wrong. This is probably not a C tier sieve. C to D tier oh, sieve. Okay. Not. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm probably wrong, uh, but it just, it, it reminds me of like Scotland, Poland, and both of them have sort of that issue. That percentage bonus is still specific to uh, having certain things lined up. Um, and uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll I see. You, I'm, I'm under, a little skeptical. Okay, I think you skeptical. underestimate Scotland too. I think Scotland's actually a very good civilization. Maybe. Not, not like incredibly good, but like better than what you believe. So let's t let's take let's take a break. Uh, let's take a little bit of a break, and when we come back. We're going to talk about the rest of the patch and talk about secret societies in the new district. So like, don't go anywhere. Uh, we're going to be right back. Welcome back to the Civ Show podcast, where we suck so you don't have to. Uh, let's talk about these new updates that's coming out tomorrow. Tomorrow being July 24th. So if you're watching or listening to this on demand, it probably is already released. So let's talk about Secret Society. Let's talk about this new district as well and what your thoughts on it is. 
Uh, let's start with the new district because I feel like that'll be the shortest conversation out of this. So uh, the new district is the diplomatic quarter. Uh, we called that, by the way. Yeah, I we did. did. We did. I thought I did. We had a bunch. We had a bunch we, of ideas. We had. I think like I had written down an embassy district as well. Okay, I think we all thought. Whatever. I said it first, therefore I get credit. But it's like a weird combination because like it also has to do with spies, right? So it's like and envoys. Yeah, like <laughs> we kind of all kind of like had our own ideas mixed into this thing mm-hmm. so it's, we mm-hmm. all contributed it's to all it, our baby oh yeah so it's the, yeah, the diplomatic quarter yeah what it, what does it do good question your civilization receives plus one diplomatic favor for each delegation or embassy from a foreign civilization through diplomacy it is plus one envoy if it's you get plus one envoy if you build it next to a city center enemy spies operate two levels lower than normal targeting uh that district and adjacent districts and only one can exist in your empire at a time just like the government plaza uh i guess i'll go through the buildings too uh the one of the first building is the consulate the consulate you can build uh, when you build it you get plus two influence points per turn Uh, enemy spies level is reduced by one when targeting this city or cities with encampments uh, you get plus four gold, plus four science, and plus two faith. The last building is the Chancery. You get plus three influence points per turn. And when your civilization captures or kills an enemy spy, this is really cool, you receive 50 science for every level of the enemy spy. How cool is that? That's right. really cool. I really like that. The, what I like about that one, too, and actually about this in general, uh, that it's just the first building's uh, choice you have to make. Um, between those two abilities. Do you want the plus one envoy and build it next to the city center? Or do you build it further from the city center in order to build districts around it? Okay, oh, because if one you, envoy is nothing to me. One envoy is eh, not a big deal. Uh, although I think, I think the, does the envoys go up? So yeah, maybe you're not going to be building this thing beside your city. I think the bigger bonus is the uh, adjacency bonus for your other districts for yes. when you get into spy time. Yes. Um, and the fact that, yeah, you'll be more likely to capture those spies, plus add to that if you have spies operating counterintelligence. Um, so this is going to be you're going to be very discouraged as an enemy civilization to spy anywhere near that. Uh, and you can anticipate that. So if you can somehow get like six districts around that, because you can from different cities. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah that could be uh, that could be really, really neat. I mean, if you build all your spaceports around it, then like, what do you do? You right? can't. That's just that's like really planning ahead, but uh, and also requiring. I think you have to be near the equator, right, for spaceports. But that's what? a lot of planning for the spaceport. I think you can't just build them anywhere, yeah, right? You can I build think them they anywhere. have to be built. Oh, can you build them? Okay. Or like, it has to be. Oh, I'm thinking. Uh, like I think that? the. I think there's a space wonder that might be only built. Um, I don't know what you're talking about with this equator business. I literally not a clue. I, you know what, I'm pretty sure that that's not just from Civ 5, that there's a Civ 6 thing that has to be built at a specific latitude. Pretty sure. Citation needed. Uh, yeah. So, Citation um, needed. I don't know. Uh, so, um, this just kind of proves to me that I got I to gotta up my spy game because I've been sucking at my spy oh, game. Oh, you got to. Me and Zoe, I noticed we, we use the spy the same way. We just put them in a city to have vision and we just do uh, diplomatic vision that's, most, all, that's all we do 
yeah. mo- like get it get it up well because diplomatic vision is huge it's huge um and in that game when we, that we just played you know that you guys probably already you already covered but as canada i made it one of my priorities to have diplomatic vision it's why i'm looking forward to this one i'm hoping that that this new district will help with diplomatic vision uh especially when it's hard to have diplomatic vision with two people who hate you yeah uh, and are not, and are yeah, not making alliances yeah. with you right um so hopefully this forces the issue um you know you get the i think the biggest thing is y- y- earning diplomacy points is hard with this it's not because for every embassy and delegation you have you, with every civilization you're getting a plus one to your diplomatic points well i don't know about you turn. guys but i mean i don't receive any delegations when i play you guys or any yeah. embassies <laughs> you you might rethink that you know you say use it for diplomatic vision i could have sworn you stole like two technologies from me last oh i was i was doing i I was stealing tech yeah i was stealing i'm i am 73 percent to get um to steal a tech is good 73 percent to steal a bunch of gold that's good for me i'll take that um i'm hoping that this is going to lend hint towards in in future packs more spy options um, unlocking more so. spot, oh God, spy missions, so. or even I think the whole spy leveling system needs to change. I wouldn't mind seeing them even more like military units um, for experience and stuff. It's kind of like that, but I don't know. It's kind of harder to earn. Um, I, I almost I hope they go Civ four on it. It's almost what I'm saying because like Civ four had an expansion, the swords and whatever swords and peace or whatever, and it was like an entire new world for espionage. Uh, couldn't you like make like, couldn't you like kind of create like a quasi civil war in Civ four with that? Like it would make the city like yeah, you become could, independent you could, or something. You could, you could poison the water supply and put nukes and cause civil wars. And there's all sorts of stuff you could do. So I'm, I'm hoping that we'll see that progress. Uh, you know, a new district is a big deal. I kind of knew though, I figured it was going to be a, a one per Civ district. Uh, a comment from Twitch, uh, Kenny Red says, "Really, I just want a spy ability to rescue a captured spy." Yeah. Oh, because and even when you play the game, it's one of those little quirks of Civilization that you really hate, where it's like, "I want one iron." No, I'll give you my entire Civilization for one iron. No. <laughs> Often it's the same thing with spies yeah. that they won't they won't give you anything for the spy, um, or they want way too much. For the spy so i agree i that would be pretty neat to see um some sort of or even like going in this direction where they're mixing and they should be doing this mixing diplomacy with espionage yeah those historically those two things go hand in hand um so maybe even ha- having diplomatic actions can be taken where it's like release our spy I, you know, uh, like almost like how, um, or maybe it is, and I just didn't notice it. There's no Not promise, right? Of, yeah. No, so no. maybe if they had like, here, I'll give you diplomatic favor if you release our spy. Um, something like that. Uh, but to my knowledge right now, computers usually not too gung ho about giving you back computers a spy. Pretty gung ho about not doing anything for you, man. <laughs> assholes. <laughs> yeah, you computers, hate computers, assholes. man. Assholes, man. Well, so I prefer Civ community members to be our AI. Maybe we should get to the meat of it, man. The meat of like what the expansion <laughs> yeah, let's is. Get to the yeah. meat of it. Wait, wait, yeah, wait. Can we do the two society. crappier things and then do the meat of it? 
What's the, still, the two thing? personas. You didn't mention the two personas. Oh, I totally forgot about the two personas. Yeah. No. Oh my gosh. I didn't. I didn't write those down. Okay. You, or you, you know what? Them. Here's. You, how about this? How about this? How about this? Because we love chaos on the Civ show. We'll do the governments, and then we'll do the personas to introduce. Okay. The, the, okay. The, let's the, do that. The shift up. So, in the yeah, okay. So let's talk about secret societies. Yeah. We have these four. Are, these are crazy. Four. Magic. So we have four different societies we have the owls of minerva the hermant hermetic hermantic hermetic order hermetic order uh hermetic order the void singers and the sanguine pact my personal sanguine pact sanguine pact so let's go over the owls of minerva first they focus on government trade and espionage something that i feel like zoe is going to absolutely love <laughs> this secret society uh they have three abilities for that what we've seen we never saw the fourth ability so we'll find that out when we play it uh the first one the initiation you get plus one economic policy policy slot already zoe is like oh my gosh just it, they, that's just sp- huge Anyway, go on. <laughs> it is. Uh, and each trade route to a city-state awards one envoy. That, that is huge. Um, the ritual, the second level of Owls of Minerva, allows to construct the Gilded Vault building, a powerful replacement of the bank. It receives additional culture equivalent to the adjacency bonus from the commercial hub. Now, I don't know about you guys, but my commercial hubs usually always get at least plus three. Yeah. Next river. Yeah. I aim. I always center, aim for plus three. three. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty or easy. Like, don't build. And I think the harbor too, right? It also grants additional trade routes for cities with harbor. Okay. Yeah. So you, you so you get a you get a one with the market, and then you get one another one if you build a, that that unique bank, and you have a harbor. And but that's that's uh, a reason to even though you're not going to get the stack right because you it, usually you don't want to build both you know unless you just want the adjacency bonus because you're not going to get the extra trade route right you only get trade mm-hmm. route from one to the other well this would be you get two from one and then yeah go ahead build the bank you're going to get culture and gold what may happen is it's either going to do one of two things right it's either going to grant you a trade route when you build the harbor and then you get an additional trade route when you build the lighthouse i don't think so or it's going to let you do it with like the two i don't know how it's going to make it stack right um or not it doesn't you get one with the market and then you get one with the gilded vault if you have the harbor so it's two i think you you can get two from that one commercial hub i think that's how it's going to work okay i'm just because it it doesn't specifically say how it's going to stack right and so it may may stack only with the harbor and the lighthouse but it may also stack with the market and the harbor and like remember sorry and oh maybe we Okay, so the basic mechanic for the secret societies, uh, it's not that you just get all these things. You're going to get a special governor that affects pro- your 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 entire empire, and these are the bonuses they give as they level up. So you don't just get them all. Uh, you have to level up. And in order to get them, this is kind of interesting, um, they come to you. So it's not that you can pursue them. You can pursue them by, like, killing a barbarian camp. You can pursue them Good by... Right getting a goodie hut and they'll yeah. come to you but that's cool because they'll come to you and you have the you have the choice do you you want to join them or not and i believe it's i don't know i think it's a one-time offer um but once you accept that's your that's your and i don't think you can have more than one no Pretty sure you can I only, can't only have, have one, one right that would be so broken if you had more than one yeah. <laughs> so that's interesting but the question i have that i don't think it made clear yet is if if i get owls of manera 
can Moy get Owls of Manure? Or once they offer it, that's it. And it's just to, to me. And I don't know. I think it's going to be that multiple sieves can get I, I think the so same too. one. It's yeah, not going to be so like too. religion where it's like there's only four. And once, hey man. So if if it couldn't, if it only was in one civilization, that goes against the whole idea of what secret societies like. What's the conspiracy theory yeah. of a secret society? They're in the ha- they're they're in every everywhere. They're everywhere, right? And so it it would make sense if you, if more than one civ can get the same secret society. You, and you know what? I think I read in one of them it is dep- It has bonuses for if somebody else is following it. So okay, so it's definitely going to be that. I I just think the only random part is. The random part is going to be which one offers it to you, right? So, like, you just you do something, right. and then one of them will come forward and say, "Hey, join our society." It might be one is more likely if for the goody hut compared to the barbarian. I wonder camp, if you but... say no, if they'll continue to offer membership. Like, you can try to maybe hope not. I hope if it, I don't think hope so. it's a one time. Yeah. yeah, but that's a good question though. And like, you know, is it if that one's out of the running? Does that mean that, you know, another one at random will come or, you know, what is the frequency at what point? Like these seem like things you want to get as quickly as possible. And then not to mention the fact you have to divert governor titles, right, to get these bonuses. Which is weird because no, 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 you don't, you don't, you don't. No, you don't? Okay. So in order to level them up, you need to achieve certain goals. Oh, right. Okay. So, oh, that's so cool. it points you in the okay, direction of like a that. goal. Okay. Okay. I get that now. Yeah. So, so I know for... Uh, an example of the Void Singers, because I think this is the one I remember the most. In order to get their first ability, you need to find a Goody Hut. I think for Hours of Minerva, you need to find a Natural Wonder, and then you get the first their first ability. And then their second ability it unlocks in the next era, uh, or in the medieval era. And then you need to do you need to do something, and then it unlocks. So like you need you you unlock it by I achieving see. ritual indoctrination. I wonder though, like okay, because yeah. they, they ask yeah. you for. For membership, like would any if it would only happens one time, right? And there's no downsides really to joining. Who would ever say no? Even if it's one you don't well, really I, want. If you want a different, that one, would be the only thing. One. Yeah, I want vampires. I don't want. Yeah, you know, if well, that's why that I asked. Was, I said, if, was... if you turn them down, can you continue to do things to try to get membership somewhere else? Yeah. Oh, somewhere else. Yeah, I've probably. Is this oh, a, maybe, is this a okay. one-time offer okay. that happens one time in the game, or? If you turn down a secret society, will another one possibly come forward the next time? Or it seems easy or, enough. Sending an envoy to a city state triggers it. Or right. will it be really annoying where you keep trying to say no to one and the same society keeps asking you for membership every single time one of these like weird things happen, right? Like um like you clear out a, you find a barbarian encampment and all of a sudden, hey, wanna join uh, the void sayers and then you're like no i want to join someone else and then you do like an envoy hey want to join the void sayers again how about the void sayers you want to join the void sayers how about the void sayers man <laughs> you <laughs> want to join the void sayers so uh let's move on to the hermetic order so this one is kind of a weird one in my opinion uh i thought i would like it but then the more i think about it the more i don't like it um the hermetic order they focus on science great people and resources that's great. That's fantastic for me. I love science. I love great people. Uh, their initiation, their first level ability, they reveals the ley line resources on the map. Uh, it looks like a little a big X on the map. Yeah. Uh, ley lines give standard adjacency bonus, which is plus one, to all districts surrounding that ley line. Okay, cool. That sounds okay. Um, 
The ritual, the second level ability, allows you to construct the Alchemical Society building, a powerful replacement to the university. It grants plus two gold and additional gold is equivalent to the science adjacency bonus from your campus. The third ability, the indoctrination, is for every great person earned, ley lines receive plus one yield equal to that great person's district type. So, in my opinion, if you're playing Congo, you're going to go harmonic order no matter what, because the amount of great people that you can get with Congo, oh my God, <laughs> it's insane. But this is like, I feel like if you if you don't play Russia, if you don't play Congo, if you don't play Brazil, if you like something that doesn't focus on great people, this is almost like a just, just bypass this one. I don't know. Even the lower tiered um, abilities seem pretty powerful too. Like you get a lot of gold. Quite a bit of it, actually. Yeah, but I can just get trade routes for that. I don't but know. But you can get it in top number. Having too, you can never have too much gold. Never. You can. So it's not a thing, right? Like <laughs> it's true. So so here's this is interesting. So there you go. This kind of answers our first questions. It says right here how how you get initiation. So specifically, on the way we play, uh, if we play on a tiny map, there's only going to be like three or four natural wonders. So you only have three or four opportunities to unlock them because it says specifically unlocked by discovering a natural wonder. And so that means they're a bit harder where the owls of Manira are a little bit easier because theirs is specifically send an envoy to a city state. So that sounds to me like owls of Manira, very easy. That's the easiest one to get because you can get that very, very quickly. Whereas these other ones have, yeah, so discover a tribal village. That is very time specific. You might not even get one. You might Sometimes not you just get, don't one. get one. It's very possible. Uh, and then destroy a barbarian camp. I like that, though, more because then you know exactly what to do. And you know that. So if you really want the alchemy one, you have to find a natural wonder. Um, so that at least you're now wanting to explore. Um, and then now I see, too, that with this little chart. Yeah, that's how they upgrade, too. It's when you get when you enter specific eras uh, was one. Uh, the owls, same thing. Yeah, you reach the medieval era, it upgrades. You reach the industrial era, it upgrades. So you want to get these as early as you can. Hmm. It does line up, though, with like what you would want to do anyway. Like You want to try to get era score, right? So you're going to want to do a lot of this stuff. And you probably will get era score. I just, so far, for the two you've named, I don't know why you'd want to take Manira is just too fantastic. Economic slot, wild card slot. Like, yeah, it's it's really good. Uh, but so let's move on to the next one. This is probably my favorite one, which is weird because it has to do with religion. The void or well, if you don't count the vampires, but the, the void singers. So they focus on religion, relics and disloyalty. Uh, their initiation is uh, what was it to find a, a goody hut? Tribal village. Yeah. yeah goody hut. So it allows you to construct the old god obelisk building. This thing looks so cool. This is probably why it's one of my favorites, just because it looks so cool. Very Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. Where do you see my my mine uh, doesn't have it. I I, so I wrote this down from the you video. Got, you got sources. So from the video, I paused it and I wrote down everything. Right. Um, sources. We get it. You you're already in contact with these secret societies, boy. Yeah. Admit it. <laughs> yeah. Of course. The, the, I, I, me and Voicingers were, were bros. We're yeah. bros. Freemasons um, run the country. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if they included them in this game? Oh my god! Um, they okay. I want to quickly. I just want to quickly comment, and then I'll let you say. It. Um, they have based these on conspiracy. The, the owls of Manira. There's something called the owls of Athena. Okay, which is an actual legitimate, and they you know they meet at there's one, there's one in a couple of the United States where all the big things go, and they 
burn an effigy of an owl. Like that's an actual secret society. Yeah. Look yeah. it up. It's crazy. Anyways, <laughs> go on. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> The Old God Obelisk building is a powerful replacement to the monument. It provides plus four faith, uh, as well as the regular monument stuff, and it has one great work slot. The second uh, level, uh, Ritual, cities earn gold, science, and culture per turn equal to 20% of their faith t- per turn rate. So if you, that is crazy. With, if you combine this with Ethiopia, yeah. that is a conspiracy right there. Yeah. Plus 35% right that is insane <laughs> not even fair <laughs> it's good uh and then the third level the indoctrination unlocks the cultist unit this is the cool part uh it is purchased with faith and it uses charges to reduce the loyalty in foreign cities and generate relics of the void so this is, is a way for you to get relics cool without terminology. having puzzles. it's so cool and this is the only one that they revealed the the fourth level the master plan uh, it unlocks Dark Summoning. So it is a city project that provides lots of faith while active and upon completion raises the amount of loyalty damage done by cultists. Which raises the question of what the heck is the master plan for the Hermetic Order and the Owls of Minerva. I would imagine the Owls of Minerva has to do something with envoys. Uh-huh. Maybe you get an additional envoy whenever you do a city project. That's a pretty big deal though. So... Or maybe influence points? I have to imagine. Yeah, maybe. Or diplomatic um, favor? One of the three. Could be. Could be. Well, it's not going to be anything loyalty. Um, or maybe, I don't know, you can purchase something weird like, I don't know, complete districts or something with gold. You can do that already, though. Yeah. With the, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. With the, with the financer. No, you have the a, you need a, there's a wonder, I think, that lets you do the, that. The financer. The last level of the financer lets you, oh, yeah, lets uh, you the, uh, um, purchase. You're right. Yes. That's a high level, though. Yeah. This is empire wide, yeah. right? That loyalty damage is cool. Like, so what I like about these two is obviously there's certain civs that are going to love this. Like mm-hmm. Eleanor Mapuche, is going to love a civ Eleanor, like this. Yeah. Um, Ethiopia. Ethiopia. <laughs> so just do the math there because those are going to be that's 15 percent plus 20 percent. Yeah. 35. Okay, so 35. Oh, yeah. That's a third that's huge. bonus. Yeah. That is huge. It's huge. That is huge. You're Nystagmus. You may not take this one. OK. <laughs> Don't tell me what to do. Yeah, right. You're the one who was you were the one who was bad mouthing Ethiopia earlier in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you were exactly. Yeah, yeah. So let let's let me go through. I also love the old god reference. That's total call of Cthulhu. So in in the, the, the symbol is like a Cthulhu symbol. That's if so you saw awesome. It. Yeah. Okay. And the last one, let me go through, over the last one. Then we can talk about all four of these and what your favorite is. Uh, the Sanguine Pact. It unlocks the Vampire units. Uh, it gains hear this out it gains combat strength when an adjacent unit dies it doesn't even need to kill the unit it just needs to be beside the unit that dies and it gains combat strength and instead of dying vampires retreat with one hp they can be uh, this is what the the developer said anton Uh, this is what he said in the video they can be healed back to full with good pillaging I don't really know what that means, but maybe they can gain health with any pillage. It doesn't have to be a farm. Can you imagine that? Um, and they can build vampire castles. They're exactly like forts where they provide a defensive bonus, but they also increase yields. They don't say what yields. And in the later eras, when you research, I would imagine, flight, uh, you can teleport between castles. I don't know if that's restricted to just vampires or if it's restricted to every, any, unrestricted to any unit in your, in your civilization. How do you not choose vampires? 
I don't I don't know. Yeah. Okay. 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 This is the only one of these four that I don't like. It's hokey. It's magic. And like the other ones I can believe, you know, and we've had this conversation before about how in civilization they take concepts and they convert them into game concepts. This is magic. This is we're talking this this doesn't like to come out at night. It drains your blood. It, like we don't even know how strong the unit is. I'd imagine no, it better not be something that just gets stronger over the ages. That's what I'm thinking. It it's is. Old. It's it a is. vampire. It's ageless. It's just going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. And it can teleport. Wow. Okay, I know that's essentially an airport, but no, this is a castle, and this is clearly using Dracula magic. Where the other <laughs> ones, I don't know, I don't think are that far-fetched as far as converting, like, yeah, even if it is to the an old god, you know, and that's supposed to be Call of Cthulhu-esque. You know, it's just crazy cults. That's just your next hail bop, you know. Uh, let's, let's, there's ghosts, or there's uh, aliens behind the comet there. This one is hokey to me this this is this is the one where like and i get it it's the game mode it's special and you don't have it on all the time this is the only one of them though that i think is like too is too magical for civ just reminds me too much of magic maybe we ban this for our session <laughs> uh, just a thought it's you know what no it's fine and i'm looking forward to seeing it i'm looking forward to seeing it it's just this one here of all of them and they're all i think they're really creative and clever and i like the idea of secret societies this one just to me seems a little bit like magic uh, where the other ones I could, you know, alchemy maybe wasn't totally science, but there was some science in it. And I could get the idea of bonus engineers, bonus um, merchants. And that's just more like, well, this society will protect you. Remember, Zoe, magic is just science that hasn't been understood yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fine. Damn. Damn it. How dare you quote. I think that was Isaac Asimov or something. Uh, yeah, dude. Fine. I mean, these vampires just sound so good. Like they do. the fact they do that they never cool. die. I don't. Maybe they're like super expensive, or they're only limited to one or two or three. Or like, because there's no way. Or maybe maybe you unlock a new vampire for every like every level. If they're like, right? yeah, if there's something like that. If as long as it's not something you can build a bunch of them, yeah, um, I, I don't think so. Because it, it's got to be something so that you can. That no, none of your units can die. Like what? Yeah, which, like, yeah, it's got to be something that like you can't just spam them, right? Yeah, I hope so. Like I, I do the 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 idea of it grow, growing stronger over the ages makes sense from a perspective of well, you can't, you're not upgrading it. It's just it's the same it's unit. The same unit. It's yeah. just stayed yeah. alive. Now the other way that you can balance it is, is if the um, the vampires is really easy to damage, because if if it if they if it teleports when it retreats, then then it doesn't do as much damage because you just keep on hurting it. This right? is the only way to stop. A, there's only one way to stop a vampire. Okay, you have to get it to one hit point, and then you have to surround it with scouts so that it can't move, <laughs> and that's it. That's the that's the only way to stop a vampire. That and that's my prediction. Maybe maybe prediction. it can't heal. Maybe the only way it heals is if it pillages. Maybe that's what the hint was, is it can be healed back to full with good pillaging, right? So maybe that's a setback. Or you have to sacrifice your own units to... Oh, it could it, be that too. Because it's a vampire. You pillage your own units, yeah. Or you if pillage your own If the vampire land. can survive a thermonuclear weapon, like that's it, I'm walking away. Okay. It'll be that way. Get It'll ready be to... Like, <laughs> All right, we're now recruiting for a, for a new member of the show. Uh, we just had one quit on us. <laughs> yeah. 
That would be silly, though. If a nuke can't kill a vampire. We do that. And then he just like, he's like, he's just like, screw this. I'm done. He just walks away in the middle of the stream. (laughs) Not enough. Not enough gun. No, no. We'll we'll see. I'm excited for all the secret societies. That was just the only one that I was like this. Why can we just have a, you know, the wizards of Merduvia or of of Fallen Path or something? Then Civ comes out with the balance unit when you can create Van Helsing. And then, he can kill, and then he can kill the vampires. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or there's like, there's relics that pop up that you can take out of the museum and start equipping your guys with. And then it's not Civ anymore. We're playing Vampire Hunter. What What if... Casanova. Like, <laughs> the, oh, what if the, the setback, the setback to choosing these vampires and they didn't tell you is that like the other Civs get a demon hunter? Or a vampire hunter. Just like one unit. Which is one vampire hunter. But then like they can have as many vampires. Maybe. Like, we'll see. We'll see. Kind of if you only get one. If you only get one. If you get more than one. Then you, yeah. You no, would what's going to happen like, is. In a three player game. Person who gets a vampire. Then one other player gets a werewolf. And then the other person has to choose between. The vampire and the werewolf. And then it's the monster squad. <laughs> and, Hashtag Team you know, Jacob. Yeah. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so okay so i think though these secret society i don't know viewers if you heard about this um but uh we may have been infiltrated by these uh, secret societies because we had a plan for next week can we yeah okay that, so I, i'm gonna explain what happened right. to next this is terrible to, to it's terrible week. don't give all you can't can't say too much though nystagnus okay no We're don't, being don't turn into a zoe here don't spoil anything so one was um we wanted also for content wise to to you know showcase the new stuff for you guys right and you know if you tune in for our stream last time we we're going to do a, we were going to do a world war ii um recreation however i put that plan into action um on a computer game just to see what would happen and on a true start uh, earth map with russia germany and we decided to choose uh someone in our discord recommended hungary because they were part of the axis powers later on in world war ii just to balance it out because it needs to be an eight player map so if you do italy germany hungary russia england united states um uh hungary uh lost their capital to loyalty within the first like 15 turns 15 because they're all because they're so spot they're spawned so close to each other it was it was stupid um uh and so and then germany built a city their capital that that was it i i broke the game because i'm russia and i spawned within 10 tiles of both germany and hungary and i had two settlers so i just took two cities forward and they didn't have anywhere to settle so and i had all this land behind me to settle that no one had um and so i broke the game um we're gonna try to figure out a better way to do it we're still gonna do it in some fashion um but we decided for next week we're gonna change gears and we're gonna go what we what yeah no change gears i like that that's good yeah yeah, yeah. keep going keep going wait wait okay sorry yeah, he's saying change so gears, we yeah. are we're gonna showcase the new step stuff we're gonna do a um uh, civilizations from Africa with Ethiopia. And so as the winner, I got to be Ethiopia. Um, so I'm going to be playing Ethiopia next next uh, week. But then it further changed. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So it further changed. Uh, there was an, uh, an unplanned and there were some things and some paperwork got lost. Uh, and we were supposed to do that. And for some reason, America and France uh, ended up replacing those civs. So it's going to be we're going to use all the new features 
uh, with Ethiopia, with France. Uh, France has got a new look. Okay, uh, they've got a new the uh, mask. I think yeah. the masquerade. Sick. Uh, Teddy uh, Teddy Roosevelt has a new look. He's looking pretty hot in his uh, Rough Rider oh, yeah. outfit. Also his, looks his, sick. His, it looks so yeah. good. Yeah. Oh, oh! I can just see bully for you right now. He's just like, ah, oh, yes, all for bully. <laughs> he, changed his, oh. he changed his profile picture to to the, to the I saw that. Teddy. Yeah, 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 I saw that. Um, so, so we have all of these things that suddenly changed, and uh, so yes, the the plan, as I understand it, um, we are going to feature Ethiopia. We're going to feature New France. We're going to feature New America, and uh, ugh. Ooh, I don't know. There might be some other people pulling strings, pulling strings in the background. Um, I can't say anything definitively. I didn't say anything. You can't give it away. What? What are you? What are you? What are you? Ah! Oh God! No! God, jeez! I think Zo died. Zo, Zo, come back! Everything is okay. I am still Zozo and not some under person. You, you look different. Continue. You look different. Uh, I'm a new tie wearing. <laughs> I will take you both to a nice, affordable restaurant, and then we will go home for some efficient, <laughs> efficient German sex with you. <laughs> I let him finish it. Um, so no, this should be good. Uh, so the reskinning. Um, not reskinning. They didn't skin them. Okay. They didn't, they didn't peel off. It's not a, this is not a silence of the lambs. Okay. Uh, but they did give them, uh, new personas. Yes. Um, so, and this is cool because this is maybe even lending that we're, we'll see some more personas where they tweak sieves. Now, I don't know if the plan is that both personas will exist simultaneously and you can choose one or the other. I'm not sure mm, what they're doing I'm or if this sure. is more of an upgrade. Um, so I'll be playing Teddy Roosevelt and Teddy's new ability, bully for you, this is for you, buddy, uh, is pretty cool. Um, he now has that when you have a trade route with a civil, uh, with a, um, a city state, uh, you get two envoys. So it's kind of like that secret society ability. So I wonder if that'll be like three envoys. Probably not. It's not probably not going to duplicate. Um, so otherwise I'm pretty sure everything is the same. It's just now that, um, when you, if you have a trade route with uh, a city state, every time you send an envoy, it counts as two. That's a big deal. I like that though. Cause it's also suggesting like you are basically saying we're buddies forever, like two that's double. Right. Uh, so you're going to get way ahead there. And then when you add, if you really want to be crazy, go over the top with the governor you know, that's times four, so right, if, that you're looking at. If you combine that with the Owls of Minerva, I know. you get two envoys every time you send a trade route. I to don't know. For, oh I don't know. God. I don't know if it's going to be, if they're going to stack. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Civ 6 often things, I don't know. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Um, so so we'll have to see. So that's, that's going to be really interesting. Looking forward to that. Uh, and then uh, Catherine's new mask um, <laughs> that, that she's putting on. Uh, is also pretty Catherine's magnificence. Magnificence. So she grants plus two culture for improved luxury resources, 
to a theater square adjacent or to, chateau adjacent, adjacent to sorry theater adjacent square. to a theater square or chateau and allows any city with a theater square district to initiate a court festival project i mean we don't know what that does yet yeah we don't know what that does uh, but it suggests that it grants culture and tourism based on the number of excess luxury resources Whoa. France has. Oh, so like the duplicate. Oh, wow. It's duplicate. So now normally duplicate resources are useless, right? Unless you're certain civs or if a certain government um, uh, Cong- world congress, congress has yeah. passed. So now I already thought France, like, I don't know why France is not Moy's favorite civ. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about his obsession with uh, culture. But yeah, um, <laughs> maybe it's a little fabricated. But yeah, I think he's going to really enjoy uh, being the magnificent uh, Catherine because that's that's a lot of like luxury resources. I'd say any given city probably has, you know, two or two three, or three yeah. right luxury resources. And it's just a bonus. You're already going to mine it or whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's those are that's it's cool. I like these personas. I just we have to see like that seems better. Because, yeah, it must be replacing because um, Teddy still says you still get all the stuff that you got and you get this. You, so I wonder if they're going to choose other between both. Like you can choose between both as far as I understand. Like you can choose to, to play Rough Rider Teddy or you can choose to play uh, regular Teddy. That's Why how I understand if, it. I don't know. Unless unless there ends up being some kind of loss there. Uh, you should always obviously take the one that gets the more abilities. Yeah. Um, the, the the thing that makes me a little bit salty, though, now that I realize this, is that, like, Teddy has very, like, when you place these secret societies, he like, you're going to go for Owls of Minerva because the, the trade route uh, to city-states is just a big bonus. And then when you play mm-hmm. Ethiopia, you have a very clear line of, like, who you're going to pick as your as your secret society, right? You're going to pick the Void yeah. Singers. Then there's Catherine. Who do you pick? I guess like I can pick anybody, but like there's no there's no like there's no synergy there is what I'm trying Extra to say. Extra luxury resources. Well, I, if anything, everyone knows that uh, the French are vampires. So um, that just makes sense. <laughs> right. Like, like, look at all the famous vampires. They're all like like, uh, you know, um, uh, Lestat. That sounds pretty French to me. Right. Lestat. And even like the, that whole interview with a vampire where did it happen new orleans that's oh the french gosh. uh, uh francais cajun you know so i'm ma- i'm i'm seeing it all now it's all more clear now to me you're reaching you're gonna be vampires you're, you're reaching yeah usually vampires you're are forgetting where the most Romania, famous vampires but, from okay. but whatever yeah like but dracula is from romania I'm pretty sure he was originally from Paris and then he moved to Romania. Oh. Yeah, a lot of people know it's just like people don't know, you know, I won't uh, Yeah, I'm going to call BS that's on not that true. one. Right? That's <laughs> not true. Well, we'll have to we'll have to find out on a better know a leader. Do you, do you okay? think, do you but, think someone uh, would do that they'll, just go on the internet and tell lies? Yeah, like what? They'll the confirm. They'll confirm. No, you're right though. That's a that's a, a truthful observation that maybe some of these secret societies are going to benefit certain civs. Uh, more much than more than, than others yeah we'll see we'll see um so let's let's wrap up that you guys have anything else to add say yeah can't wait for next week i'm excited sunday's gonna be fun uh just also a good game guys on um on monday or on sunday uh it was it was it was hurtful being away from you you get used to it you know 
uh, and it, it's just it was good feels being back, um, even if it opened up so rocky because I was just like, what the f- bleep did I get myself into here? <laughs> you guys were really mean when we started. And I was just like, I didn't know they'd be on me so quickly. Uh, but then you didn't attack me. You denounced me once at the beginning. And then I it, couldn't. once I couldn't. the denouncement ended, you know, psychological so warfare, I, I, man. You got, psychological. No, you got I, well, I relied, so I relied I on eventually you two would bicker if I just stayed quiet enough. And it happened. You guys did. You ended no, up. I tried to win and I didn't. So then and you did target, almost. So. You, you came very close. You came very, very close. Your belligerence uh, with with Nystagnus, though, he, you know, he he felt followed through and he declared war. Yeah, I knew he would. Like, um, but I didn't well, have a choice. And, and, but but you know, here's the disadvantage with Canada, especially that religious thing. I can't stop you, um, you know, because I couldn't declare war. You hadn't denounced me, so the, it, do, it goes both ways. But there are loopholes, and Nystagmus gave me one by declaring war on you. That's true. I could then go and have the joint war. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a lot of emotions in that game. I was so mad when you got Aurora because I was I was like, yeah. I'm going to race. I'm going to get it. You're and you got it like like me. a turn before me. You got it a turn before me. Uh, but then I raced and got work ethic. So neither one of us got the yeah. full cookie. Yeah, I screwed up that one. I screwed up my plan there. Yeah. Uh, so that was a fun game. And Nystagnus won. And uh, and it was a deserved win. Yeah. You know, uh, except for the fact that Moy, you know, didn't build any campuses. It was interesting. I, you know, I am curious from our viewers how much they liked the Renaissance. I... I found in the end that ultimately the game ended at about the same era that mostly most of the time it ends. So maybe that initial lag, um, because you only you're starting with so little science, so little culture doesn't make a big difference. Um, so I don't know. Uh, did you guys have fun? Did you like? Of course we had fun, but yeah, I just I don't know if I'm a huge fan of starting in a Renaissance era. I don't know if I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. Of that. I and I think like when you when you start the 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 uh, industrial era there's just no religion and maybe that's not a bad thing yeah i feel like if we're gonna do that we just do like we full send it and we just start in the modern like we just we go you know what i mean or even a, a even atomic you know if you really want to atomic get into, and, then, uh, and then like uh, a standard standard or epic long epic s- speed game just so that we can like really use these units i think i think i don't i think some of our viewers really like violence i know you guys, they're, they're, you guys get that they should that be they want they, us to, to kill each other they should get checked into like a mental hospital man like that's that's messed up man i i will say i love uh get, got, getting to team up with nystagmus against moy <laughs> <laughs> you did a great job holding us off uh and it was literally your technology that did you in and then once you got Field cannons. Uh, ballistics, that was it. Yeah. It was like, all right. Um, we you know, this is a this is not not a winning a winning fight. So uh, but either way, good game to both of you. You defeated the king. And um and now uh, as Nystagnus' reward, everything got butchered that he wanted, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna do something totally different. <laughs> yeah, Nystagnus have anything else to say? No, really. I'm just gonna I'm gonna try to make it work for the week after. So I'll think of something. Um, so everyone stay tuned. I'm going to think of something I'll help you with that. I'll, I'll test some stuff. Yeah. No. And you know what? Like community, we want to figure out a way to do world war two, do some experiments. You know, we've thought about maybe just doing Europe or maybe just doing, um, doing, uh, Asia. Uh, I think it'd be really cool if we can pull it off. It's not going to be easy, but 
We'll see. Yeah, let us know in the Discord or on social medias. You can find us on all of social medias at The Civ Show. But if you really want the intimate experience, then join us on our Discord. You can find our Discord on our Twitch channel. It'll be in a panel below our stream. So, until next time, we'll see you then. See you Sunday. Sunday.